Welcome to the second episode of the Resi Rap Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Manarsik, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, Max Logan and Mike Hello. Gonzalez. Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, how's it going, y'all? We're doing great today. So, we have no housekeeper or anything like that. It is time to jump right into the show. We got a topic for you today. We're going to talk about all the games that have come out currently in 2021 and where they kind of rank for us, what we're thinking is our favorites. And then we're going to move into a little like, what's on the horizon? What's in the future for 2021? All right. I feel like saying horizon is a little foreshadowing, but let's just get to it. (laughs) That game doesn't come out this year. We we all know that. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So starting in January, I didn't have a lot of releases I played this year in January. The biggest one I played though, and the one I was most excited for was Hitman 3. Anyone here play Hitman 3 as well? I played a lot of it, and I absolutely adored every second of it. Yes. I loved Hitman 3. I think it's the most fine. It's the most refined. It's the best presented of this Hitman trilogy. I've loved the first two as well. Um, there was a lot of controversy that came around with the uh, last level, though. A lot of really? people didn't like that last level. I remember reading a lot about it. And I think it... because. I think that's, it's not Crystal, it's uh, Eidos. Yep, it's Eidos Montreal. And they are doing a James Bond game. And that level, I think, was a play test for the James yeah, Bond it's, stuff. It, yeah, James it's Bond. very easily with the winter aspect of it all. Yeah, and let, let's keep spoilers free. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> I just want to say that the setting of it and environment definitely felt like that. And Clearly. the most I will ever go is, it's winter themed. Yes. It's clearly Bondian. Bondian, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh yeah, no, but otherwise Hitman 3, I think ranked as my favorite game of this year for a long while. I don't think a game took it out until about March, which oh, felt longer than maybe it was. I was going to say, come on, man. It's it's only January. <laughs> don't give it too much, you know, I, like that. <laughs> I, I don't think it's how much I love the Hitman series. <laughs> I, I enjoyed fan. it. I, I really enjoyed it, and I will say this uh, this ep- uh, series, this iteration, had so many levels that felt unique, different, and just had some really neat aspects to it that I've never seen a Hitman game, uh, you know, go towards. Like, I, I think my, one of my favorites was, um, what was it, the Murder Mystery. Oh, level. and yeah, I, I don't think locations are so spoilers, but like the London level, or I guess... Yeah. Some- england uk wherever it was there but yeah that was a that's probably up there with my favorite levels especially because it takes so much inspiration from knives out Mm -hmm. um oh big time it was such a like knives out type of level (laughs) yeah but i think my favorite might have had to be it was not the nightclub the one after the one in the rain i think it's in china yes hong kong yes it's hong kong such a good level I loved it, but I will say the nightclub was. It, I, I'm I'm gonna say this: the knives out level was my second favorite. My favorite was the nightclub because it had such a unique twist on mm-hmm. what you do in a hitman game. Because yeah. usually, you know, you just know stuff. There's all sorts of different aspects that they just turned it upside down, and I think that they should do that more often yeah well that's that's the other thing then just to close out the hitman 3 conversation that's what i love so much is that it it wasn't afraid to take series tropes and turn them and be like all right let's do this let's let's play with this what if 47 doesn't have all the information what if and they do it in a really awesome way to close it off like the best way it is the uh seniors last week in high school where they don't care what is going on they're just like man what if what if we did this wouldn't that be great and it actually went fantastic whereas normally when you do that it ends in a a very drunk night and not a lot getting done Mm. all right so moving on to february the next one i have on my list is super mario 3d world and bowser's fury i personally didn't play this one um mike and me did yeah, so you guys take it away. We had a great right. time with that one. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah it's a, so honestly, like in the past, I honestly considered 3D World to be one of the weaker entries, probably just because I was being told that from every which way. But now I played it again. It's actually a really solid title in the Mario franchise. 
also all the little gameplay tweaks they made were really uh really spiced up the gameplay especially how they uh made the running speed faster yeah yeah i will say this this game is probably the easiest party game to play that is chaotic but in a way i'd say much more fair than let's say like uh one of the 2d new mario brother games um I, I, I don't like those when it comes to multiplayer because it's uh, just chaos. It's chaos and it feels claustrophobic, especially in that 2D aspect. It doesn't feel like multiplayer should be a thing in those games. But when it comes to the, the 3D world, you have so much space to just mess with each other and manipulate things. And mm-hmm. yeah, we, we had a few nights where we were with friends and there was a lot of screaming and betrayal. Uh, it was it was like a Mario Party game in the best way possible. But yeah, that crown does things to people. <laughs> yeah, I think, pretty much. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I, I think I remember playing the original 3D World with some friends, and yeah, or may, it might have been even one of the other ones that because that crown's not only in 3D World, is it not? Oh no, it's in the 2D ones. But yeah, that that crown. There's a psychological thing going on with it that crown that is people into beasts. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> it's really fun, especially because of how fast 3D World is in uh, this this new version. It just felt even more chaotic, and anything could have happened. And it was probably the most fun I've had with a Mario game in a long, long time. Uh-huh. Right on. All right. Well, that takes us to our next game, which is Persona 5 Strikers. Uh, You heard it here last week. You got some big Persona fans here. And Mm -hmm. I personally very much enjoyed Persona 5 Strikers. I was originally going for the Platinum, and I thought that was a little too grindy for what it was worth. But the overall narrative of uh, uh, Strikers, I really enjoyed. I loved the new characters that they included. Um, Mm -hmm. And in general, I thought the gameplay was top notch like by top notch i don't mean like oh this is mind-blowing this is the best thing in the world but for what it could be combining the rpg mechanics and the muso style gameplay i think it really gelled and worked together yeah uh one particular aspect i really liked was that they uh for each of the new jails as they're called they uh expanded on characters who didn't really get too much spotlight in the original game yeah or those who fell to the wayside because yeah. uh I, I don't know if it's a super spoiler to say but the first one resonates a lot with on yeah. and she's an early early character in the original game but what you don't realize is after her initial arc she kind of does fall to the wayside she doesn't yeah. have all that main story growth in royal that yeah. and striker takes it upon itself to make it so and i really appreciate it for that these characters yep so I'm I'm gonna be the weird one out of the bunch. I actually I, I enjoyed what I played, but in a certain way I didn't feel a need to keep going. I enjoyed the story. I will say this. I think that the uh storytellers compared to the original persona writers and stuff like that, they actually uh took it upon themselves. I think that they made the story, the characters, and the dialogue great basically on par with the original stuff but i'd say it goes even uh, further beyond by giving us a true sequel that just really you know like it says it gives it a much more well-rounded universe mm-hmm. with these characters and i i just gotta say i i really did enjoy that the gameplay otherwise uh wasn't the biggest fan but i do need to go through it again and just i don't know frustratingly just push through yeah it it is worth beating uh i will say it's it does not resonate resonate as strong with me as like royal and four golden and like the Mm. way those games end um but at the same time it like the entire game and i think you can attest this in narrative at least feels like coming home like because that's Mm kind of what it is joker is coming home for the first time in six months and it feels right Mm mm-hmm it feels like they haven't skipped a beat, anything like that. But I, I just got to say, I'm going to have to play more of it again. Absolutely. All right. Well, that takes us into March. Uh, for game, a game, little game, little puzzle game called Maquette. 
This was offered as a free PlayStation Plus game, I believe, in March. And that yep. is the way I played it. Yeah, same here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, what do we all think of Cat? Oh, well, I played a little bit, and I can certainly see the uh, the charm. I still need to play more of it. I can see the charm because of how unique the puzzle uh, aspect is. Like, you have this little display, and then you put objects in it, and they move outside of you because it's, like, infinite stuff. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very interesting core concept. Sorry, Mike, you go. Oh, no, no, no. I was just about to say the same thing. It has a neat concept. I think that sometimes they can really uh, push towards some really neat ideas. But as the saying goes, it's a it's a double-edged sword when it comes to the core mechanics because I think at its core, it's neat. I think that getting those objects and putting it into this little playroom idea, it, it does give it this neat concept. But I think that I can also fall flat because of it because... Uh, the the walking speed when you're trying to get to those objects and figure out the puzzle, it can feel really slow at times. And even then, I noticed the physics could be really, really, really wonky. And it just, there were some parts where I was like, I don't even know if I did the puzzle right or if I just kind of cheesed it in a weird bullshit way. That That's actually, that's my feeling. There's the entire, I think it's like the second or third level when you're going to like the different houses. I don't feel like I've actually solved that puzzle. I feel like I kind of cheated it. And I don't have the understanding of the mechanics as well as I maybe should to know how I would even go about solving that puzzle normally. And maybe that's what the game was going for. But, but I, in a way, I just feel like this one, it it's not satisfactory. I really exactly. don't think it is. I think that it's not in the portal way of, oh, why didn't I think of that? It's in the way of, you didn't, right. you didn't explain Did that mechanic right. You didn't explain that mechanic right is what it mm-hmm. feels like. Like there's, you feel like you're missing some knowledge that should have been filled in by the game in some way, shape or form. And it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, to talk about it, there is a narrative to maquette. It's very bare bones, very generic. And as someone who does love generic narratives, like uh, the iOS game, like or iOS Google Play Store Flo- game, Florence is one of my favorites that's as generic as you get. That's just a breakup story. So I'm I'm no stranger to that, and I can appreciate those for what they are, but even then I felt Maquette's was very... It was lackluster. Eh. It was very lackluster, and I feel yeah. like that it was trying to push the envelope to get something more, but in a way, this envelope did not want to be open whatsoever. Exactly. It's an envelope best, put, best stayed closed. Now, I think yeah. that's enough time to spend a Maquette. We do have a uh, next Loop Hero. Ooh, so I think I'm the only one who actually played this. And even then, I didn't purchase it. I got the demo. But I will say this. It is one of the neatest ideas. Let me just try to get a summary best I can. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, pretty much you're this hero that is on this little randomized loop. And every time that you go to the campsite, you heal, stuff like that. Pretty much you put little tiles to bring in more monsters to bring in more resources there's so much about it that's not about fighting because they they just do automatic fighting really this is more about time management and resource resource management at its peak and it does in such a fun way that it feels like you're kind of cracking this puzzle in a fantasy RPG setting. It's really neat because it just feels like you're in this void and you're just kind of playing God and filling in the pieces in a very satisfying way. And I would recommend it to anybody. Get the demo. It's not that hard to, uh, I don't know, optimize, you know, get it running. So uh, anybody and everybody should try this at least once or twice i remember i was hooked on it and i stopped because i thought that i would just never stop playing uh i i was just a little bit worried about the addiction so (laughs) and that that's what i've heard about the game that's fair but that's kind of my soapbox uh about the game and i will just step down all right hey yeah we have nothing to comment on that uh it's then we bring us to it takes two 
this is the game that dethroned Hitman 3 for my game of the year at that point. Spoiler alert, it's not my game of the year anymore. <laughs> but, oh my god, It Takes Two is special. Mm-hmm. I've heard you know, I've heard that it's something else. I, I remember I played A Way Out long ago, and I actually really enjoyed it because my brother this, and I... This, this, for reference, it is the same guy who did A Way Out, and uh, mm-hmm. Brothers, A Tale of Two, something... Um, yeah. who has done It Takes Two. And he has further refined this co-op, couch co-op, multiplayer narrative to such a good degree in It Takes Two. I was going to say, I, I didn't think that the narrative or some of the gameplay was the greatest in A Way Out, but even then, it captivated us to go through the entire thing. And I think that's a very special thing to get, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know big gamers to actually sit down mm-hmm. and go through the whole thing. So from what I've heard about It Takes Two, I am definitely going to get it when oh. I think that I can. I, was, I didn't realize I was the only one who played it. Yeah, but I mean, just to go into it then, It Takes Two, it's a 3D platformer puzzler kind of game where you're, you and your co-op partner are a uh, husband and wife who are going through some really rocky times, talking about divorce and all that. They get wished down into these dolls to solve their problem. And you have this character, and I can't remember his name anymore. I remember ha- hating him because he's frustrating and kind of problematic i'm not i'm not learned enough to talk about him in that way but is from it what like I've in heard, a good fashion or is it like not a great no. fashion <laughs> not a great fashion okay. okay um it's not enough to harm the game in any major way but he is there and he is kind of like a sore thumb like you either love him or you hate him um mm. But yeah, and you're going through all these levels, you're coming, you're fighting, you know, like uh, your vacuum has now come to life and it's like mad at you because the husband did something to it and the wife neglected something about it and the vacuum's (laughs) like, your marriage caused this, (laughs) you know, it's reckoning with that in a really fun way. Um, It's just whimsical, fantastical, and we didn't end up beating it, of course, because we're, me and my roommate, two adults with very busy lives, so we ultimately get sidetracked we keep saying we're going back to it we got i think 75 percent of the way through the game and we we do want to see it to the end because it is that good it is that imaginative i want to see what's around the next corner because each level introduces a new mechanic that you're not expecting and you don't think will work but it works beautifully there are times where this game goes from a platform puzzler to a 3d uh action shooter like a third person shooter almost it's interesting it works really well for what it's doing and I just, I can't speak enough praise about this game. Yeah, you, you, you've you really piqued my interest with this one. <laughs> I, I'm very excited to there is play a specific, with my brother. This is, I will warn, if there are any children who are listening to this, this is a game not meant for younger children. It has that guise. It looks like a Pixar game, but there is a thing that happens <laughs> midway through the game that is decidedly not for children not for kids. Yep. like um, in a horror aspect or in a suggestive way because now i'm getting more a like bit... a horror aspect okay it's okay. not suggestive necessarily the, trust me the book character does enough of that <laughs> <laughs> but there is something and p- those who have played the game will know exactly what i'm talking about it is oh, it, it may it's what made me fall in love with a game truly but also is also like Oh, I had middle schoolers re- like recommend this to me, and I don't. Hmm, I'm not I sure. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah. All right. That does bring us to our next and final March game, Monster Hunter Rise. All right. Yeah, it's a Mike and I game. Again. Let's let's try to cut this one short just a little bit. Uh, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, it, as a uh, Monster Hunter veteran myself, um, it takes all the like fat that was on monster hunter world and kind of just cuts it off and it's just like pure monster hunting action for a lack of better terms uh go on mike yeah yeah no i'm i'm a i'm a veteran of this uh game too and i just gotta say uh i loved it it actually sped up the combat it sped up the actual look, you know, time looking for the monster because they just show the monster right on the map. It's one of those games that I think because it's on a, a handheld device, you know, with the Switch, that hybrid, I think they decided, okay, let's just make it a pick up and play type of monster hunter rather than 
doing the the tedious time of looking for the monster trying to find clues you know actually tracking it down this one it's just in a good like 10 to 15 minutes you're done with the quest you've already gone to the monster you fought it and now you're there it makes everything snappy quick and just an all-around blast to play with friends online right so that's all i gotta say man (laughs) as i oh you go max sorry uh yeah it's pretty much all i have to say too I'll say as I piqued Mike Mike's interest on it takes two. That actually piqued my interest on Monster Hunter Rise because I tried World and it was too slow for me. And here and that, me, I'm let, like, okay. let me just warn you. Let me just warn you. At the very beginning, they will like blast you with like tutorials to like beyond hell. It is like, kind of in a, a negative way, but as soon as you get through the tutorials, as soon as you figure things out. Again, it's those 15 to, to 20 minute quests that are just really snappy, quick, and easy to pick they're up. All, they're like, oh, how's, here's how you drink a potion. Here's how oh, you lovely. kill a monster. Here's how you carve its parts. Like, <laughs> yeah, and then, and then it kicks up like right after that. So, yeah, if you're okay with reading a little bit of Moby Dick, just going into it just as slow as possible. I, mean, I am a English teacher. <laughs> yeah and you got the brain of a rat sometimes so just all the time actually <laughs> all the time the, the brain of the rat thing has actually never changed i have the attention span of one too all right that's perfect well i think that as soon as you're done with those tutorials you will just love it great all right that brings us to april and the only release i have put down is returnal that <laughs> nobody else has played except me i'm one another one of those guys um so pretty much Returnal is one of my favorite games of this year. It's my game of the year because it had absolutely fantastic everything. I mean, seriously, the world was really, really mysterious, almost this horror aspect of sci-fi where it had Promethean-style architecture that you explored, but it's a roguelike, so the map will constantly be changing. You'll constantly be getting new weapons, uh Yet somehow, some way, they were able to push the exploration of like a Metroid Prime game with the map and everything and push it into this roguelike that I've never seen before. I'm not a big fan of roguelikes, yet this one had just about everything that I loved. And I should probably get into the combat really quickly before I'm done. Uh, pretty much, it is like a third person uh, bullet hell where you will constantly, you never have to worry about ammo, but the most you have to worry about is reloading. And it's in the same aspect of like Gears of War, where you kind of, you can just let it go through this little timer and go through it. Or you could actually hit this one specific area um, and basically get the uh, uh, reloading done as like quick as possible. So there are, there are so many multiple complex aspects of it. I haven't even talked about the fact that you can increase uh, health by pretty much not getting hurt. There's adrenaline levels where if you kill monsters without getting hurt, uh, pretty much your damage, your reload times, everything just gets like amped up better and better. So it really rewards you on skill. But I know a lot of people uh, think that it's a really hard game. I wish I could say that. For me personally, I was uh, I finished the game when it was at like 0.5% have actually finished it. Okay. So, so my trophy stats there, you can see that a lot yeah, more people were struggling than you were. A lot of people were struggling. I, I finished the final boss and only like 1% had actually finished it. And I was like, man, I don't even know what's going on. This is, this is fun. This is easy. This is like, it clicked with me. So that might just be me. But again, I highly, highly, highly recommend this, even if you aren't a roguelike fan, but if you are a big fan of sci-fi. I know. All right. With that, we go right into May. Didn't play a lot of games during this time. A lot of life stuff. But I did play Resident Evil Village. Um, As a new fan of the series, only really playing RE2 Remake, I loved Village. What did you guys think of Village? I'm mixed. You're yeah, mixed. well, uh, I'll say, Max, you didn't. Mike, Mike was really looking forward to playing it since it was right after exams. Uh, uh, okay. I've been thinking about picking it up since I, you know, I just got to play it. 
to get an opinion, a real opinion. But mm-hmm. so for me, I was really mixed because I'm a hardcore Resident Evil fan. I have played them for probably since freshman year of high school. And, you know, that's probably about six, seven years now. And I, I mean, I, I absolutely love the puzzle aspect. I love the combat. But to me, I actually would go towards playing seven again rather than eight. And that's mostly because seven had the horror aspects at the beginning. It had a lot of fun moments like that. And I, I, I'm not saying eight doesn't, but I think that the pacing felt off to me in eight because they had those first two big guys that seemed like really horror of horror or like mm-hmm. resident evil types and i loved it i was absolutely like just blasting through my way like this is i love it i love it and then it hit this halfway point where all of a sudden it just kind of went into this action resident evil stuff and that's you know they're usually like that they're usually getting towards the action near the end but it was in a way where it just kept getting more and more actiony and actiony and i got to a point where it just it got frustrating because it didn't seem like the action was actually working mm-hmm. there were a lot of points where i think that they even know knew that it wasn't going well so they allowed some of those big dungeon like areas to basically avoid the action sequences where i was like then why why am i you know why is it a thing if I'm could just run away from all of my problems. It just didn't feel right. Yeah. I think I can agree with that. I think the pacing for sure is weird because it's split into four different distinct areas, distinct mm-hmm. bosses, basically. Um, and the first one and the last one are my favorites because I think those characters actually got some decent characterization in them big time whereas the middle two and i think this is where the game struggles the most they feel tacked on say the second one is arguably the scariest thing in that game i loved it it i i hate it because it scared me so much that like that that's like the (laughs) the weirdness of it it's like that's what it set out to do and that's awesome but as someone who doesn't play horror games doesn't really like horror games that was a lot and I, I struggled. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, this is the Silent Hill-esque Resident Evil that I want them to go towards more. And then that third big guy, the I... third was the worst, by far. It was the most linear rail, tr- you know, like, I don't know, railroaded. rail... Railroaded, yeah. yeah railroaded uh, uh, story aspects where I was like, there is nothing to it that I enjoyed. It just sucked. Yeah, it just wasn't great and i don't i don't care for the the final stuff as much either like there were some cool moments for sure but i didn't care as much for that to keep spoilers brief just to throw that down i just want to say for the final boss by that point i actually had to put it into an easier mode because they didn't give enough resources and they did not even have like a dodge mechanic and i feel like they gave this boss almost too much power i can agree with that i remember i struggled a lot with that boss and that that boss has a big health pool big health pool that a just, lot. there was so much power where i was like i just wasted 15 minutes and i died and i have to go all the way back again this sucks yeah but overall i do really enjoy the game like the overall narrative i really did enjoy i the love fantastic. the characters oh. um Ethan, not so much. I don't care for Ethan. But the characters around Ethan, I really appreciated and enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. Overall, yeah, Resident Evil 8, or Resident Evil Village, however you want to call it, it, it's a chef's kiss. It's definitely going on that top 10 list somewhere. The question is where. I agree with that, definitely. Um, but I, I think that we should probably move towards the game that you love, Nick. Yes, we do. We do. Uh, I will ask you for a time after we get through this uh, month. Um so my current game of the year, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. For context, I beat this game in one sitting, basically. I platinumed it in one sitting to about 14 hours. And it was one I had just come out of a kind of a depressive slump. I wasn't playing a lot of games at that point. And Ratchet and Clank was like, hey, you want some fun? 
I got some fun for you. And it, boy, did it deliver. I'm not saying this is a 10 out of 10 game. It's probably a solid 8, 8.59. But what it does right, it does so goddamn right. <laughs> like, the combat is fun. <laughs> the guns are imaginative. Uh, I'm someone who really only got into Ratchet and Clank in the 2016 game, so I don't have the history with the series. Um, I actually feel kind of hurt that they chose to continue with Ratchet and not someone like Sly Cooper or Jack and Daxter, who I loved way more. Mm. But that's neither here nor there. Because Rift Apart does some crazy stuff with everything. It weirdly connects different Sony universes in ways that you wouldn't think. Oh, yeah, with that one gun. Oh, my gosh. I uh-huh. forgot about that. That one specifically, because that, re- that was revealed before launch. But I'm talking about some... There's even more references in that game. Seriously? Oh, Whoa. yeah. It's awesome and they're they're light they are it's not groundbreaking it's not like we're going to go to ratchet and clank whatever the next one is and we're going to get sly cooper and jack and daxter in there we're not getting that i'd, I'd love to but, see ratchet and clank just move into the uncharted universe and then it, nathan drake's like who the hell are you and right. we get another ps all stars and we don't want that <laughs> that's another topic that's another topic guys <laughs> i'm like i might want that i'm gonna have Either to way. just Nick's that one guys apart. <laughs> <laughs> Ratchet and Clank Ripped Apart is so good. The game is so gorgeous. The sound is there. The story is there. The story is really good for a Ratchet and Clank game. And I've heard these games have had really strong narrative themes before. A lot of them anti-capitalist and stuff like that. So, you know, fuck yeah, go, hey. let's go. But, like, the themes they were tackling, the, like, the emotional resonance that I had with some of these characters who were introduced this game, I was shocked at how good it was i was shocked honestly and that i platinumed it in a day i don't know what else i have to say to tell you this game was just good and you if you can mm-hmm. i understand that getting it right now is a struggle because ps5s are hard to get and it's ps5 exclusive but man go for it if you can because it's so good mm-hmm. okay so uh i think that we should potentially move to guilty gear strive just because we are running just a little bit short on time. That's totally oh, fine. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, that, okay, so that's my game. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I got it, honestly, on a whim. Like, the day before it came out, I was like, mm, yeah, I'll try it out. Like, people are saying it's kind of easier than the rest of the Guilty Gear series. It's known as a very difficult set of fighting games. And I've been playing it, like, pretty much as much as I can ever since. It's so fun. Like, each character is really well-balanced, so it's not like, oh, this character's garbage, oh, this character's overpowered, except for, like, the main character. He's really powerful for some reason. Like, I've seen clips of him on Twitter where he does, like, 90% of your health bar in one combo. But, (laughs) yeah, Uh yeah, it's insane, but... Let's see. Uh, I mean, a <laughs> little girl who wields an anchor as a weapon and can uh, charge into people with dolphins. Uh, let's see. The music is insanely good. Like, there are a ton of different references to like different rock bands from the past, and uh, all the characters have completely unique vocal themes that all have their own like, uh, well for lack of better words, character to them, because somebody pointed out that it was similar to how in Sonic Adventure that each of the characters has their own theme that, like, matches up with them. I hate that they're right. Uh, (laughs) I love that they're right, because Sonic Adventure is a great game. (laughs) It's a fantastic one. But, uh, see, the netcode is excellent. Like, when it works, it feels like the person you're playing against is playing right next to you oh, as opposed man. to like something like smash ultimate where it can struggles dude struggle it lags quite a bit uh let's see for some reason i'm one of those weird people who enjoy fighting game stories oh no same and, like yeah and guilty gear has some of the wackiest lore i've ever seen and it's really fun to just go over that there's like entire like character relation sheets in the game for you to like study up on love that you're actually making me want to play this game i would say you're you're doing pretty good good job selling it yeah yeah it's like i mean 
it released on PS5 as well as PS4 and PC. So it's still just $60. So Great. if you want to pick it up, then go ahead. I might right. have to do that. All right, Mike, where are we at uh, on time here? Do we have time All right, we got about segment? like... I'd say that we got about, uh, yeah, we got that second segment. We got about 23 minutes left. Perfect. We can run that. We'll be a little more brief this one, because now what I want to go into is what games are coming out this year that we're still excited about. Uh, So starting off, we got in July, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. This is one I'm probably not going to pick up. I played the first four-ish hours of the original on the Wii, actually like last year, maybe a year and a half ago, and I did not vibe at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm again, one of those people that I, uh, this is my least favorite Zelda game, just mm-hmm. by far. I, I don't think that the narrative is bad. I actually think the narrative is really, really fun, but aside from that if you actually go into the exploration the uh combat and all around characters there can be some real real clunkers um i i will say people rag on navi for being annoying i'd like to counter and say that Fi is even worse because she actually starts getting really like annoying when she's like hey master your health is low hey master your batteries are getting low i'm like i know that i can hear the beeping i can see the red i know everything that you're saying why do you have to just notify me every goddamn five minutes which but, i think you're gonna appreciate is that this i think they have set out and yeah, they, yeah, have they have something where you can turn it off yeah you can turn her off and stuff like that uh let's God see damn it. <laughs> the original i played like the absolute hell out of I just could not, I, I played through it like twice. I liked it that much. Uh, I don't know, maybe I'll pick it up eventually. Yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at with it too. It's like, it, it's an eventuality, but it's not a yeah. day one. Right. Maybe right. like I'll pick it up secondhand or something. But yeah, I really like the game, especially uh, Groose. I've yes. heard good things about the Groose man. Yes. Groose is the cronk of... Zelda. Yeah, that, that's all I needed to hear. I, I that I'm in. He's the Kronk of Zelda. Um, that's Boy, all I gotta say. I actually believe that if they had voice acting, that would be the voice yeah, actor. Warburton. Yeah, Patrick Warburton. He would totally be Cruz. Right. Um. So I will say that I do enjoy some of the characters. Um, and the story again is fantastic. It's really just the combat that I was not going for. But with the control stick, it is starting to look a bit better. And we will find that out later this month. Moving into August, uh, we have another kind of remake, new edition, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Now, the big reason I wanted to bring this up is just for, I believe it's the Iki Island expansion. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I know Mike and I will be playing the hell out of. Oh, no, no, no. Max will play that too. I know him. Um, yeah, I don't mean to I'm keep discounting you. I just I know Mike's tastes better. <laughs> right. I uh, I'm I'm wanting to get into those monkey islands. I am so excited to meet the monkeys and just follow them and pet them and just have a great time. Probably Absolutely. the uh, most attractive feature to me is the Japanese lip sync. Yes, I wanted to play the original so bad in the in Japanese. I'm like this this makes sense. This is thematic. It works super well. But the fact mm. that the lip sync was not there. It right. took me out of the experience so much that so I'm like, I, I gotta play it with the English voice acting. And granted, the English voice acting is very good. Yeah, but like, I it's was more authentic. I can't yeah. believe I was the only one that actually did the Japanese uh, dub. That that's actually insane. I wanted to, but the lip sync threw me off. It was fantastic. Uh, I didn't <laughs> care about the lip sync. I just heard Japanese and I was like, this is authentic. This feels right. I love it. Um, <laughs> Oh, I'm so excited for that. I'm excited for the PS5 resolution, just getting it to 4K, mm. probably better HDR. That game was um, already making brand new PS4 Pros sound like jet engines, so the PS5 is only going to help. <laughs> I had I had a base PS4 when it came out. Let me oh, just say no. that. And it still ran perfectly, but I could barely hear what was going on in the game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, just, just to keep with pace, I am going to keep moving us along. We got next, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, which has been 
on my radar since they announced it. I think last year at uh, some state of play days when they announced it. And I'm excited. I'm very excited for Kenna. I'm trying to go blackout, so I know very little on the gameplay, but the fact it looks like like a Pixar movie crossed with a PlayStation 2 era platformer has my brain just shooting off neurons left and right. I will say this. I, I am excited just because the past two PlayStation exclusive games that I've been, I don't know, like I'm not sure if it's going to be good. Uh, the last two games that I didn't like at least preview wise was Ghost of Tsushima and Returnal <laughs> and I it ended up to be some of my favorite games I, I, Ghost of Tsushima is almost on that top five of all time uh, and Returnal is that game of the year who knows maybe this will actually be the like next game of the year for this year absolutely all right but that, that's pretty much all we're gonna say about it because it comes out in two months uh, Psychonauts 2 is what I have next and that's a uh, I don't know about you guys, but that's a me thing because I love Double Fine as a publisher, as a game creator. Brutal Legend is up there. It's one of my favorites ever. And while I don't like the original Psychonauts as much as I would say most other 3D platformers, Psychonauts 2 has me very interested and excited. Anyone else feeling that? Yeah, I can kind of like see what people are so excited about considering how critically acclaimed the original is or at least it's a cult classic. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely put in that cult classic sort of vibe. See, I'm, I'm more excited about the out-of-context clips that are going to be coming out of this game oh, because they can get really weird with the original game, and I always feel like it has the humor of, like, an original Cartoon Network type of show, like Courage yeah. the Cowardly Dog. Honestly? Uh, like, one yeah. of those types. And I'm more excited because as soon as the out-of-context stuff is coming out, I will literally be like, what the hell is going on? I'm not probably going to play it, but I'm going to laugh my ass off the entire way through watching it. So that's the other thing is Double Fine rarely does sequels. So the fact that revisiting this world is super interesting and makes me hope that one day we will get that Brutal Legend 2, <laughs> but probably not. Um, Who knows, man? With that, we're going to move into No More Heroes 3. Now, anyone have anything interesting to say about this one before I jump in? I wish i could say something but i i still need to play the games yeah i've never played oh sorry max yes all right go ahead go ahead okay i was gonna say i've never played the original two and i am excited to make three my first one just because it looks so damn interesting and weird i just know that there's a shirt you can wear in game that says fuck racism so yes yes that's what we need (laughs) all i gotta say suda 51 just sold me right there man (laughs) let's let's go (laughs) let's go man honestly we need to say no more no more and then we jump into september and uh i know this one is yeah i think that's all by the heartstrings in some way shape or form warrior 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 (laughs) warrior I am so freaking excited for this one. And it's just because I play the hell out of every single WarioWare. Any chance I can. Even that game in Wario, I remember playing quite a bit um, when I rented it. And it's just because every single little micro game is so addicting. With the high scores, everything about it. You'll probably see that in the video for Rap soon. You'll see just how great that series is. And I am excited to even have co-op in WarioWare. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know if there's much more to say on it. Max, you got anything on WarioWare? Oh, uh, no, not, not <laughs> honestly, not as much as Mike does because like, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't really have that nostalgic connection or whatever. Man, I used to play WarioWare. I remember like it would be late at night, WarioWare smooth moves on the Wii. I'd play like... So my, uh, my brother would have, like, friends over, and they'd just be having their own time, and then I'd just be in, like, the den, just with the Wii late at night, and I'd just play every single game. I speed ran through the campaign any chance I could. It's so good. It's All so right. good. Well, Mike, I think you covered us there, because I, I, I'm, of course, going to get it. I love it. We're going to go into next Death Loop, which is getting a state of play, and I'm going to reveal a little bit this Thursday, so... Two days from now, we're getting a state of play for Deathloop. I 
am excited for this one just because the I'm excited to see what the trigger feedback will feel like because this is the first time Arcane will do that and they are probably one of the most innovative uh, first person type of uh, game developers out there uh, just because I am playing through Prey again and seeing just the world that they created and the different concepts when it comes to gameplay looking at Deathloop now I am getting much more excited because I just know it's going to be that Groundhog's Day that is just going to probably just wipe out the floor. Yeah. Mop yeah. the floor. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the, what the to Groundhog say Day game, Edge of Tomorrow, Palm Springs. Also, if you haven't seen Palm Springs, one of the best movies of last year, please watch that movie. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> Great. Just, it's got that it's got, vibe. That... It's got Andy Samberg, so I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Palm. Oh yeah, talking about Paul Springs. Not Deathloop does not have Andy Samberg, as far as we know. Thursday no, comes around, they announce man. Andy Samberg's actually voicing the main character. All right, let's go. I'm in. I'll flip. I'll flip. <laughs> but I was already in for Deathloop, anyways, because I'm also very excited. I love Dishonored. I never did beat Dishonored two, but I also love Dishonored two a lot. Um, so more of that style gameplay. But this time we got that retro '60s aesthetic. The fact is, two assassins going at each other. I just, I don't know. There's not much more to say. I love, I'm already ready. I'm already There's ready. There's a this. lot to go about this, but yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving into our last September game, we got Lost Judgment, which is, for those who are out of the loop, that is the next game by RGA Studios, who, or I think it's RGA, one of the two, the people who make the Yakuza games. Mm-hmm. And uh, Judgment is their continuation of the sort of original yakuza formula instead but instead of playing as a ex yakuza member you're playing as one of the detectives in the uh tokyo police force and i am really excited about it i actually am gonna have to pick up judgment again because i think i got about halfway through and then stopped uh it was around the pandemic when i stopped but just like the start of it so i was like yeah it makes sense um we all felt burnt out it was burned out beyond all hell (laughs) um but This game series I'm excited for because it's that Phoenix Wright Yakuza game that just makes it a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never picked up Judgment. I've meant to multiple times, but I've always been like, well, I, got, I haven't even finished Seven yet or Kiwami 2. I need to finish these ones, and they're already long games. <laughs> I don't know how much Yakuza I can take in one go because I do want to go through the series one day. I have so many Yakuza games, and I still haven't beaten one, but I'm, I'm always <laughs> wanting to. I'm always wanting to. But yeah, Lost Judgment, very excited, uh, and I'm ready to take it. Mm. Another game that we are definitely ready to take, and it's a kind of a no-brainer. It's kind of a gamer's just no-brainer. It's Far Cry 6. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I always feel like any time a Far Cry game comes out, as long as it's not a spinoff, uh, everybody's like, all right, yeah, I'll get that just instantly. Does, does Blood Dragon count as a spinoff? It does, but also I think most people pick that. I'm actually one of the few who did not pick up Blood Dragon. Same here. But I think I think most people recognize Blood Dragon as the best of these spinoffs because yeah. Primal. Uh, oh. I actually beat Primal. And I beat I'm Primal. So sorry, I liked man. Primal I... oh, to a degree. Really? I I'm a suck. We we know I'm a glutton for punishment. I love Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> so when a game's not great, I'll still sit there and beat it. I do, I don't have a good barometer for like my own time. But uh, yeah, Far Cry 6, I would pick it Enough up. Said. Enough it's, said. It's got Giancarlo Esposito, Gus from Breaking Bad. He's the main villain. Got That's Moff Gideon, Moff Gideon from Moff Gideon. Uh, also, Mandalorian. Well, they have a mode where you can play as the Far Cry villains from 3, 4, and 5. Which, yes. that's awesome, because I think Far Cry's best trait has always been its cast of villains. Yep. Plus, apparently, they're going to remaster Blood Dragon again. So again, <laughs> this, this just seems like the ultimate version of far cry absolutely all right moving on to what i know will be one of mike's favorite games of this year we got metroid dread yeah mess me up man i'm I'm so excited as soon as i heard about it i was screaming in the living room as soon as it got announced you have no idea it was like they were torturing me but in a good way i i just saw it and i just I think the torture aspect is really the fact that I can't play it right now. Yeah. I saw it. I'm excited. But as soon as I saw it, I was like, I need to play it now. I, I just want to know what's going to happen. It's going to have a Mr. X style uh, uh, 
just juggernaut going around the metroid you know just map and i'm making the uh alien that follows you in fusion more realistic because <laughs> fusion oh had that same God. thing but it was like the it was like the it? mr it was, X it was all of, scripted uh, though right it was like the mr x of resident evil 2 original because yeah. if you actually play that you go into a door immediately he's gone but it's this is starting to become more like a resident evil 2 remake where he is prevalent in certain areas all the time yep all right, and we're going to shotgun these last couple games because there's not much to say about them other than we're just generally excited. We got Back for Blood, so if you're a fan of Left for Dead, there you go. <laughs> I'm excited, man. I'm so excited. Same this quick is going to be say about one. Back for Blood. Uh, On my end, at least. I, I just needed more Left for Dead content, so I think that this will actually just fill me up on that. Exactly. Then we got Guardians of the Galaxy, which I'm a big Marvel fanboy, so... And by Marvel fanboy, I mean I like Avengers, which that's a problem in and of itself. Oh, man. <laughs> like, uh, I'm talking the Square Avengers game, yes. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, Guardians, very excited for. I'm really excited. I'm excited about that. I'm really excited. I think that they've said enough, and I think that they should just keep it where it is. Yeah. So. I'm, just, I'm just intrigued, just partially due to the fact that they, use, they decided to use the comic uh, designs for the Guardians instead of the MCU stuff. I I love that, honestly, because, I mean, the MCU is what got me into Guardians, but I've grown to love them a lot as just characters, and the fact we're getting uh -huh. solid comic interpretations in this game has me pretty hyped up. Yeah. I personally believe that the Drax design should have been more like um, Dave Bautista's look. I actually really liked his look <laughs> the most. I do, I do like the more gray versus the green, but yeah, we'll take what that. we can get, you yeah. know? So. We'll be on next, Mario Party Superstars. Let's That's go. Interesting uh, <laughs> idea. I mean, it's it, it's kind of like that Mario Party Top 100, except to actually it looks good. <laughs> I, well, to put it in perspective... They are going to bring pretty much the greatest hits of every single Mario Party like mini games. I mean, I we're talking like one through ten, taking out uh, nine, with because the Mario Party one through two boards. I, I'm thinking that they are going to bring in three. I'm not sure what though. They haven't announced what the last three content would be. Yeah, what that last board will look like, but regardless that cake board and the uh, uh, space board. Those are nostalgic. I love them. I've played them since I was a kid, probably since I was like four. So it's one of those Mario Party. Those are those Mario Parties that we go back to. And going into the Switch Mario Party, it was great. But we just kind of wanted more. And I think that this is just going to bring back the roots it's going to be almost like that karate kid stuff I'm, I'm hoping what i'm thinking about with this uh, uh entry into the series i think that this is kind of the karate kid mr miyagi lesson where i think they're going back to the roots they're going into the old boards the old party games it's the wax on wax off so when they get into a new mario party they'll know hey this could actually be a fun idea this could go back to the roots but still be an original idea mm -hmm. so who knows? All I know is I'm getting it day one. Yep. And I think with that, we're going to close out the show. Thank you all for joining me on this wonderful day. And uh, I hope all you ResRap listeners, thank you for listening. If you stuck around this long, and we hope to see you again soon. Goodbye, everyone. All right. See you all later, yeah. man. Bye.